Hi, welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hello, Subhu. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Alright. So we won the series. Yeah, we won all four matches, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think the last match was uh, pretty, I think, lousy, I guess, for England. <laughs> but they lost eight wickets. Yeah. I mean, in for very few months. Yeah, I mean, Ian Morgan and uh, Root was playing well. And then after that, once they went out, and then the, everybody started down. Uh, and just just giving away the weekend and stuff like that. I just want to ask you one thing. So uh, I also see a trend in T20, especially when you have asking rate about 10 runs. Uh, what some of these boss bowlers do is that they just bowl extremely wide of off stump. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I mean, especially when the batsmen are going well, and then with they, if they're like hitting three sixes in the previous over and stuff like that, and uh, what the strategy they're doing is either you reach. It will be like one run because you obviously miss out because it, it, it's oh, okay. difficult to connect. Even if you don't, it, if it is a white, then it's still one run. Okay. So how do you see the trend? It's not only India. I think like many, especially a like, lot of teams are adopting this strategy. Yeah, really kills the experience, but uh, yeah, but I think yeah, <coughs> bowlers need to have something. Right? Otherwise, anyway, I mean. None of the formats have any respect for bowlers these days. That's true, but I think there needs to be something else, but because it just really kills the experience actually. I mean like and I also feel like as a batsman it's just going to kill the rhythm, right? Like possible. Yeah. I have not seen that. Not seen, yeah, I've seen either I mean like especially when somebody who plays well with Yorkers and if they connect three sixes, four sixes in the previous over and is a batsman okay. in good form, they start doing this actually. Maybe we should do an episode on this training. <laughs> <coughs> or ICC needs to probably just have some kind of a rule which just prevents them to not ball more than two or three outside the off stem that wide. I mean, like maybe another wide called wide wide or something. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they should do it because that will be so cruel on the blowers. I mean, bowlers who already are like having very, very small windows. <laughs> they, can, they can't bowl bouncer, they can go leg. So where do they bowl? <laughs> Directly into the bat. Alright, so what are we going to talk about today? So it's a little kind of a different topic, I guess. Right. Or maybe a little premature to even talk about it. Yeah, that's But uh, this is maybe less of a tech, tech influenced. Yeah, true. But more of a, like a philosophy maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's not called philosophy. Because I think it's social economics probably. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so this, this whole thing about uh, universal basic income. Right. right. So, so yeah, it is also becoming a hot topic in India after budget. Right. Or shortly called UBI. UBI, yeah. Okay. So, what is it? You want to start breaking ice on this? <laughs> <coughs> I think, I mean, the universal basic income is like, is kind of a theory which is there quite some time. Uh, there are many countries that are trying to pick that up and then uh, do a pilot and see how it works and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't think it is a new concept, but it is there quite some time. But I, th- I think it started getting traction after the uh, after the tech angle started coming in, especially like wherein the once the automation and the technology adoption of robotics starts moving up. And I, I think the, one of the predictions is like at least forty percent of the people who are working in the services industry and then as well on the manufacturing industry will lose their jobs basically. 
because of automation automation okay yeah so if we look at that that is a kind of a tech angle which coming to this concept right so i think especially europe it is there quite some time wherein they are looking at something like and kind of philosophically wherein um how how the government can just move away from building social services and then giving healthcare and other things rather than um give providing a small amount of fixed income without asking citizens back anything okay wherein they just have to be responsible for uh, making sure they send their children to school and they vaccinate them and they vote probably that is the only ask from the government for this payment is there i think that is a kind of model they are looking at in the philosophical understanding there is that basically they want to make sure that anyway technology is progressing everybody is <coughs> becoming wealthy and we share the resources and then where and make the make the planet better place for everybody is kind of philosophical way of looking at what europeans are looking at i think the silicon valley angle is coming in terms of like once uh, all these human beings are once they start losing job or they losing skill not able to make money right and uh, when uh, the other when the companies are able to make lot more resources money with the help of uh, employing robotics or automation and stuff like that now how do we take some of those resources and share it with, with others but how does i mean technology companies will contribute back to the government right are they going to introduce newer tax regimes for them to i mean how will they i think the, the, get the I, funds basically? yeah so i think uh, that is slightly even longer i mean it is slightly the models needs to evolve in terms of what ways to create this kind of an association mm-hmm. or the larger fund which it needs to do but i think what everybody agrees that basically that in terms of how do we get out of how do the governments can get out of this getting into the healthcare and other uh, inf- i mean subsidies or uh, other things and then right. give certain amount of uh, basic income to every citizen so then and the models needs to evolve and there is a tech angle to it and then there is another non tech yeah. angle to it and then there is an india angle to this <laughs> okay so uh, so let's start with like start with like this sort of automation impact is mm-hmm. right? yeah. so is there any trend in terms of by when and by what percentage uh, i mean automation and and robots and all the other self driving vehicles is going to take away job i mean is there any data no i i don't know about the data but i think what the predictions basically is happening now is that uh, we are propelling the innovation much faster than what it was earlier mm-hmm. be it in the previous revolutions which are like steam engine or right, right. the things so the the adoption is basically going much higher rate than what it used to be uh, earlier if you'd have taken a, dec- a decade to uh, if you had a window of a decade to reskill employees i mean now we have a window of about 2 3 years is what we are looking at okay so i think uh, with the kind of adoption happening around ai as well uh, in terms of machine learning artificial intelligence and automation and uh, iot devices and stuff like that when they start proliferating in the market and every consumer space where it can improve the efficiency of supply chain Right. Uh, and demand and supply and everything yeah i think uh, even looking at the self driving car uh, i mean yeah 
uh, I mean technology advancements in that area, right? Yeah. It, it just came in very very fast. About five years. Yeah. Right? When uh, people are saying, yeah, it's not going to happen yeah. for 15, 20 years, but yeah. already like if you see, Tesla is almost uh, self-driving. I think Google is More even ready to license basically. I mean, they yeah. are that ready. No, but even the Tesla, yeah. I mean, the they started two cars. Yeah. They already have it. Yeah. Most part of it, I think. It's already is the yeah. parking side of it and no, I mean they 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 have it in the beta wherein they completely allow the AI to drive the vehicle. Right, yeah. It is just that not officially they have not released it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the the trend is definitely there. Right? Yeah, and it's moving much faster. Uh, and like I mean, like if uh, I, I, and even in the same self-driving car example you take also. Uh, I think there is already a lot of discussion in terms of how do we reduce the number of vehicles in the road and then make sure these cars are available in a common pool where you can just make a request and then the drive car can drive itself and then move and transport and stuff like that where it is not dependent on anybody. But, but I think I have a, I mean, a, maybe a little deeper question. Right? Uh-huh. So it means the really smart people will start contributing to technology advancements and obviously they will find those very very niche jobs yes. which may be really high paying. Right, yeah. The guys who work on those automated uh, yes. systems, yeah. robotics yeah. and all those areas yeah. or machine learning and other things. Yeah. So you mean to say everybody's average is going to be pretty much no, I think you want this sort of government so I think the governments are all preparing there in terms of how do we make sure that these people also are productive and contributing. Right. But I think the other argument coming there is that even you look at it in the current setup, even everybody is working, uh, the, the really smart people are the one who is really propelling the economy basically. Okay. Right. So though the wealth is not distributed between both, <coughs> the average guys are still not really contributing at the levels what the really wealthy people are contributing. So it is not philosophically, it's not going to be much of a difference in terms of that. But only but there is all, I mean the, the other problem with this is uh, I mean one is obviously giving them money and obviously it will be it will do good for them their yeah. family so many things yeah. right but still you think of uh, a very productive age correct <coughs> I mean from 20 to yeah mid 40s or 50s yeah when right. they are really really productive yeah and I think the the age of living is also moving up so yeah and what do they do actually, what do they do yeah. I mean if there are no jobs yeah. And I mean, you're addressing the economy aspect of it, right, right. but there's something of mind, right? Yeah. What will you do actually? Will you be sitting idle all the time or take the money and do something on your own? That's a sort of a that, that's, that founding principle. Yeah, I think there. that is where these pilots are trying to give them a window, I mean, or to the opportunity, yeah, opportunity to see how it is moving up actually. Uh, especially the couple of pilots which they have, they have, uh, the, the, which they have conducted, which is one in Netherlands and uh, one in next year Finland is going to start their own pilot. Canada has been doing it for about a year and a half now. Right. And there are a couple of organizations which are doing some pilot in India, Madhya Pradesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, more or less the study, whatever I mean, whatever the pilot results right now, they are all looking very interesting because. Once you eliminate the basic need, the survival part of from the human beings, they are becoming more productive actually. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that is how the pilots are looking at. And especially the Madhya Pradesh pilot is also a very interesting one because it is giving. Uh, see, the whole idea there is that earlier people were thinking about giving a grant or like it is in terms of giving them subsidies. 
Right. And they are not for individuals. And here the Madhya Pradesh pilot, what these guys have done is also interesting because it is for individuals, for kids and the parents. The only ask back there is that they need to make sure they are well nourished and they are vaccinated and then they are being sent to schools. Right. That's the only thing which has been asked from the from the parent to give back. And right. they'll be giving us more. But when what they figured out that in the whole study is that So this is this is a Y combinator back to start up, is it? Yeah, so Y combinator. yeah. Uh, so what they figured out that based on the studies that that once you give if you start giving them the small small amounts of money where you're not asking them back anything, the the local small businesses starts picking up. Mm-hmm. You are creating a demand from from a society basically from your own market mm-hmm. which is not there earlier. Right. And the whole demand and supply works in that way, right? So. Once you start creating this demand from your own rural who was not having access to the to that economy, and it is also kind of in giving an indication for them that how do how do we domestically create the demand wherein which can also build more uh, supply side. Okay. okay. Right. So it's a very interesting study. I mean, like uh, there are different governments are trying different models actually. Okay. I think the Silicon Valley model is like what we said, the primary driver for them is primarily because once the automation and technology side hmm. uh, happens then how do we address it is like in a short time before even you reskill everybody, there needs to be something which needs to, government needs to prevent the chaos, right? Like in terms of like, right. okay. and, and so once you do this, then probably to some extent the uh, it gives a buffer window for people to reskill themselves or they in terms of move ahead and see how they want to adapt to this world and coexist with the with right. the auto, with the machines and uh, human beings right. i think the technology said what is interesting is, is especially a lot of jobs will go on government okay uh, and I mean, a lot of this complaints related yeah. jobs are uh, very operational, exactly. repetitive, kind of repetitive jobs, jobs all that is going yeah. and, and most of us, we are working on similar situations actually, right? So, yeah. And so that needs to go, get away, and then none of us also is interested to do it also. So, right. Okay. <laughs> so, there's so many. Yeah, but I think, yeah, it, there are a lot of questions still to be answered, right? Because you are maintaining a sort of a lifestyle with the income you have, and somebody. Yeah, very basic income will probably be sufficient only for your basic. Uh, True. Yeah. I mean, basic lifestyle. Yeah, I think that, 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 that everybody wants to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things like maybe European countries are a little more advanced in terms of um, their lifestyle. The preparedness. Also. Yeah, preparedness and also uh, they have much more better uh, ecosystem. Basically. Yeah. Right. I think, I think, yeah, like you said, no, this is a very complex topic, and then different governments are thinking about different alternatives there. And also, with a large population like us or China, uh-huh. how this is going to be possible is another big question. Right? So, yeah, so that is where with the India angle comes in. So, the India angle is that basically what they are looking at is something like, because, uh, <clears throat> so the, the, uh, whether you like it or not, we have so much of subsidies are there in the market. Correct. Yeah. And the distribution of subsidies are not happening very efficiently. Right. Uh, be it like on the kerosene, gas or Correct. health yeah. or everything. So, uh, by the time it reaches the poor, it, it doesn't actually indicate... It, 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 if the government wants to spend about 100 rupees on a particular 
for a poor under un, for a person who's under poverty it doesn't it doesn't go there actually right so the distribution is failing and uh, the programs are basically is not working out which 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 it needs to go to the, the under the under people who are living under poverty doesn't reach them right so what the i mean the advisory here based on the last economic survey they are trying to do here is that basically see whether we can distribute that money directly to yeah to the individuals yeah. especially to the women and men in the thing i think the uh, they also trying to use the other which is just there in place and then try to send so direct transfer yeah direct transfer instead of get away let's get away all the subsidies the yeah let's get away all the subsidies Mm-hmm. and let us get away all the uh, all the the programs which needs to be run on for like in terms of health uh, nutrition and other things and then try to pass that value directly to them as an independent as an a small monthly income to them right as an a basic income and so they will be able to use the money and buy what they need to buy in the market directly mm-hmm. rather than rely on the government so india is looking at something like as a step where how do we do this so we can create that kind of a corpus what you asked in in the beginning to where and take the all the money from the subsidies and then right push them out into this so i think uh, also the, uh, the the recent economic survey which was done by the chief economic advisor right. of india right arvind subramanian so i think he also is sort of alluding to uh, i mean rolling out in some form a, a UBA scheme correct for poor in india yeah um, yeah but it has all to be seen how it goes actually yeah so i was slightly surprised i was thinking that they will be having some kind of provision in the budget this time they'll do it but uh, some it's probably too early i think right? that is what uh, mr arun jetley is saying because the the political situation is yeah. not mature enough to do this but i'm not sure i mean uh, but i mean the also uh, if you want to do a direct transfer yeah things like uh, uh, i think other coverage across the country how good it is no but i mean surprisingly other is like 1.15 billion people have already signed up oh okay out of 1.2 1.5 billion the salary is signed so fine. it's pretty pretty much the infrastructure is in place actually right yeah so i mean it's it's just matter of days identify in terms of who needs to get this money and then but again they all need to have uh, bank accounts yeah i think the drive is moving much faster because of this whole demonetization yeah. stuff like that so i mean though there is a different question in terms of the whole idea of what uh, the reason of how other came and then now it is kind of morphing itself into a uh, money transfer fintech <laughs> yeah they have, now this this budget they also introduced uh, a payment system Uh, surrounding other uh, yeah and that is the the india stack based on the ekyc and then other other apis which you talked about so i mean the infrastructure is in place for them so they need to create a policy in terms of like based on See, how also uh, from an indian context how it will be different than the what are the mn rega other schemes which are already there right yeah the rural employment yeah assurance scheme yeah uh, all that needs to get away i mean like everything needs to go i mean like now if you look at it we have some subsidies for kerosene gas now i understand subsidy part maybe we can completely get it off it but i think i feel airman like whatever it is is much more effective because you give them assured job 
uh, with whatever skills they have for a certain duration of time, right? But I, I also think automation is probably not a good idea for a very populous country like this. We, we will probably so. get hit badly. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the counter argument there is that if you start creating a domestic supplier, I mean, even they toll gates, right? Yeah. There are many uh, automation technology possible in toll gates. But why would you do that in India when you have so much, so much people? You could actually employ more people doing that, right? But the problem is there is just a counter argument. No, yes. that is true. But the, the problem is you you cannot continue doing what you are doing. Actually, you need to move forward. And uh, it is like how digitization is inevitable today. Automation becomes inevitable at one point. You can just keep postponing it, like keep employing people for ten years or something. But it, you and you are not going to hit that. At some point of time, there's, you're going to hit the roof, right? So, wherein there is no way beyond that you can... So, I think the way this goes, automation will pretty much kill all the laborious jobs. Probably, nobody, maybe don't want to do, maybe the next generation of... I don't think so, even, even now, I mean, they don't edu- want to do it. I think for that, the education also needs to... Care, right? yeah. yeah, because everybody needs to edu- be educated. True. Uh, so they also see, okay, I want to move up in the value chain and right. they don't want to do certain job which probably could lead into this. Yeah. So I think those are the discussions which are discussions which are going, but the problem, everybody is getting into different thing is that this whole basic, universal basic income is just as a concept having different implications at different geographic reason, geographical re- regions. And Asia is looking at it in a different way and then US, I mean, or the, the technologically advanced countries are looking at that in a different way. Europe is looking at that in a more, uh, more, uh, more libertarian way and stuff like that. So, but I think end of the day, everybody's trying to solve the same problems. Right. So, and the questions which you are asking, everybody needs to, every other academia or other guys needs to basically get into this kind of discussion and see how... Yeah, and especially in India where most of our education is very, very job-oriented. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that has to change. adopt a lot. That has to change a big time, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when more and more automation is going to happen, what you are actually studying... Uh, it's become meaningless, actually. Yeah, right. When you come out, yeah. or you will become irrelevant in, like, say, 5-10 years. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, the lifelong learning is one of the big push right. for the next generation or, like even starting from us actually the the and lifelong learning and being productive for longer years and living longer years is something like just what the whole thing is going to move forward actually yeah okay so that was a pretty uh, <laughs> tough discussion i think so uh, let's see uh, but i think the automation itself is uh, is pretty key i think uh, i saw this metric where it says close to 47% of jobs yeah. in US is going to be gone. Yeah, right. uh, and I think people like Mark Andreessen and others are saying that it's going to be replaced with something else. Yeah. And something else nobody knows what it is. Yeah, true. true. And, so, and, and if you look at the overall productionism, what you see across the globe, various countries are closing more and more. And I mean, yeah. closing their borders. I mean, they're, they're just going to protect themselves. Correct. Yeah. I don't know how much that will help as well, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, but at the same time, the counter-argument, some of the governments like India is trying to do is that you basically... Even even alternative energy, they are saying uh, it is both sides of it, right? So the the positive side says it's going to generate 
newer set of jobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the people who know like things like drilling, mining, they are all actually they're jobless. They are jobless. Yeah, right. True. And without you retraining them yeah. and uh, and asking them to adopt, it, I don't think it's going to happen. Right? Yeah. So I so that is where governments are looking basic universal basic income as an engine to create that window to so that everybody gets geared up and they get adjusted and adopt to that actually there needs to be some kind of but some significant study needs to be done and i think in, especially in a very diverse demographic like us yeah uh, you really cannot predict the behavior true uh, maybe somebody in south may think differently somebody in north may think completely different true yeah. Uh, and yeah so let's see what else on this topic uh, um i mean this is pretty much how i mean we we, we will be you know shortly start hearing a lot more because i mean like once mm-hmm. since the budget is out and it was not featured there and then everybody started asking questions I, this was pretty new to me okay uh, before, before you said i wasn't really following this thing okay uh, but i didn't hear uh, i was i mean uh, hearing to the the economic survey interview okay by my uh, chief i mean chief economic uh, advisor then he mentioned upa then yeah. i started to so i mean that, that is i first heard it upa we rumored no, talked about unified payment then this is ubi yeah, so yeah. okay then something different then i saw stumble upon this so so the, i think this first the pilot which happened was 2011 uh, by company by unicef and seva Uh, which okay. happened in Madhya Pradesh, right. and uh, I mean when this economic advisor moved in, and then he started making it as a much more comprehensive study based on all those some of those pilots and stuff like that. So yeah, I heard some very good things about the economic survey also. Yeah, uh, probably we should uh, go through them yeah. and include that in the link here because I. Uh, what I heard, I think many journalists saying they have done a very excellent job. Right. right. Uh, I mean it was. So wide areas they have covered. Okay. So many things actually. Yeah, it's about they were even giving just yeah they were even giving lot of trends in terms of how richer states are uh, getting more richer and poorer states are actually not progressing that right. far. So many yeah in, interesting trends okay. actually. I think that is all. The European is also looking at that is also one of the angle they are looking at to why we need to have UBI in place so that mm-hmm. not everyone is left out actually. Right. and they also need to have some kind of sense of uh, having a sense of basically keeping the plan but i, I, I feel some of these machine learning things and other things are still not really uh, adopted to the different languages correct uh-huh. uh, so today if you look at most of it is all still very very english oriented yeah. uh, so so that is where the question is like people who are doing lot of other development will know new get reskilled into start learning and adopting machine learning and stuff like that so yeah. that's how it needs to move ahead but to that adjustment i think it, it, we need not yeah, because probably english is very well established is easier to do yeah. but actually if you get into i mean with our kind of diversity we have right yeah so many different languages so many different dialects yeah uh, i mean there are a lot of work to be done actually i have seen even seen a speech recognition system for uh, for our indian language which works reliably well true true uh, i am not saying yeah. uh, i don't think even does it even exist i am not sure actually so yeah i mean the, the whole i mean that we had this discussion earlier also i Correct. think but the advancement what is happening in speech recognition you don't need to depend on language actually right so it is moving behind the scenes so the newer newer intelligence which getting 
happening in the machine learning part for speech is basically you don't need a language at all. You will basically cross that barrier. Mm-hmm. So you just create the dictionaries and then allow the system to learn and then it's going to come out and understand and pass. Okay. So it's it doesn't need any where in, like old days you don't need to do the customizations and stuff like that. I think that's how they're moving ahead. Right. Anyway, that was an interesting discussion. I think. Uh, uh, anything else? Um, not on this topic. That's about it actually. So uh, I wish I born 30 years later so I would have carried some. <laughs> 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 I need not worry about fighting for food and health care and house. <laughs> See, that, that's actually a dangerous part of it, right? It, it, it shouldn't make people lazy. No, I don't, I don't think so because I, I would probably be more productive in the last 20 years than what I was doing actually. If I was not having those. Mm. So you think thing. you should have, I mean, you would have probably followed your own interest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would and not follow the crowd and... Not follow the crowd, not going for food, house, <laughs> <laughs> money. That, that's a good trend actually. Exactly. I mean, especially the genuine thing, one I think, one I really like is especially, I mean, the trend of, or their mindset of not owning anything, right? Yeah. Uh, because I see in our generation, uh, or even with people's generation, I don't know, I mean, we are so much into this owning thing yeah, and getting, to, yeah. getting debt written. Exactly. Uh, and then you have to literally work yeah, for the debt. Just to pay payment, right? <laughs> and that actually bounds you for like say what, 20, 30 years. Exactly. Your entire productive working yeah. life. So I think that's what I was saying. chasing, owning something and paying. That's and for, <laughs> for not for you actually. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's the whole idea. And like, so get me, get out, get me out of this. I will do something better actually. So, yeah. So as a government, if you can do that to me, I'll be much more happier. I'll be able to both. No, I think yeah, both yeah, yeah, so many things, right? That whole notion of me owning, like say, even a car, right? Okay. That all has to be gone. Yeah, that's. But uh, yeah, if you look at Singapore, nobody really cares. Yeah. Right? Everybody is happily going in metro because yeah. it's it's pretty convenient. Convenient, available. And also they made the uh, ownership of a car is so expensive and make it difficult. So I think this probably in countries like established countries like Singapore and others where they have a good ecosystem, mass transit and so many other things probably it's much more easier to do. Anyway, that's about it. Uh, We will again connect back next week. Sure. Alright, bye-bye. Bye.